This podcast is part what? of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network what? at www.tpsradio.net. TPS Radio, four, well I think it's four years, isn't it? Four years in the making, yeah, we've been around for four years. Yep. Mike. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm Randy Doody. You're Randy Do- as opposed to Savage. Yeah, I'm not feeling particularly Savage, I'm feeling Randy Doody. Randy Doody? Yes, he's, he's, he's a friend of Randy Savage. And at, and at one point they was told that they could be distant cousins, like one because Randy Savage obviously was from the states, but he was from uh, Wales. But he had he inherited the name Randy Doody from his cousin Doody Strange. And Doody Strange, uh, a book was written about Doody Strange called The Lord of the Schmingtanta. The Lord of the Schmingtanta. That's the one. Yes, have you read it? No, I can't. I can't say. I, I definitely remember if I'd read a book called Lord of the Shring Mang Tang Tar or whatever. No, uh, w- 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 uh, it's, it's not very memorable, to be honest. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I, I've read better books, but it's okay, because it only took me 4,000 years to read. <laughs> wow. You're old. I'm much older than I look, yes. I'm nearly as old as James. Sorry! <laughs> oh, oh, cheap shot. Cheap shot. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Well, other than Big Show being a champion again... Yes, which is a which is a bloody disgrace. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. He's born in 1972, so he's actually only nine years older than me. But he looks about 50. But anyway, moving on. Um, right, mm-hmm. we've got uh, our, our four years anniversary. We're going to talk wrestling, but first of all, Mike, we're going to talk for the first half of the show. Hopefully, yeah. the first half hour of the show, we're going to talk all about Michael Chalk, Michael Chalk of the Lee, Michael. Yes, indeed. Hello. How are you? You see, many of our listeners here would, would being being the well more outspoken of the uh, at, at the two of us. I yeah, suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Potentially controversial at times. At times, um, the one, the one, the one that that hates Michael Cole the least. Correct. Mike. <laughs> yes. I'm speaking for the audience here. We want to get to know you a bit better. Okay. Uh, okay. What do you want to know? What would I like to know? Okay, Mike. I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have any fancy, fancy trombones. Other than you going into the WWF Hall of Fame, which will have to happen at some point. Indeed. Um, yep. your interview. Okay, let's begin. As with all things, okay. beginning, Mike. This is a wrestling podcast. Yeah. How did you, Mike, get into wrestling? And what is your earliest wrestling memory? That could be two different things, really, when you think about it. No, actually, they're very similar things. Okay. I, I got into wrestling slightly older than some fans. I was 15. Hang on, what year was that then? 1998? 99. 99. 99. Okay. 
99, I, I got to wrestling. I originally, it was it was mainly, in fact, it was entirely thanks to so you remember for my brother Daniel. It yes. Was very, yeah, brother Dan was a big football fan uh, initially, and I sort of, and it was weird because although I know normally you kind of you have the younger brother kind of copies or well not copies but gets into the interests of the older. Briefly, it was the other way around for me and Daniel. He got more into football, and I kind of followed suit. And then he started to watch wrestling. And at time, at first, I was like, "What the hell is this?" I was a bit confused. But then, what happened was in those days, Raw was on Friday nights. Uh, if you remember, and when you're 15, uh, yeah, you're not old enough to go to the pub or whatever. There's not a hell of a lot to do on a Friday night. So Friday night started to slowly become. Daniel's Wrestling Nights, if you see what I mean. And I watched a couple of Raws uh, just when he had it on. And I can remember very vividly when I first got hooked on it, when I went, oh, my God, this is amazing. And suddenly football was gone and here was wrestling. And what it was yep. was the angle where Triple H was the champion in summer of 99. And number one contender, I think, was Steve Austin. And basically, Steve Austin, being the Texas rattlesnake, planted a rattlesnake in Triple H's dressing room. He he supposedly bit Triple H on the face, right? The next roar, Triple H comes out with all these weird shit on his face, all these boils and scars, whatever, and says, I have to retire. He went backstage, holding up the title belt to give to Austin... And Austin says, I don't want it this way. And Triple H says, well, good, you're not getting it. And punches him, beats the crap out of him, and then rips the makeup off his face. And at that moment, I oh, my fucking God, that is incredible. And shortly after that was the huge turn when the man Helmsy regime was formed. And I've been hooked ever since. Really? Oh, that is awesome. I, I remember that angle because I was into. I funnily enough, I got into wrestling at very, very similar time, Mike. Mine yes. was the No Mercy 1999 pay per view where The Rock and Bulldog faced, and it was Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And um, The Rock gave a speech, and Triple H came out with the sledgehammer and beat The Rock up during the pay per view. And The Rock came back and sledgehammered Stone Cold by accident. Who got in the way? Ah. Of the, and then, and then, thus began, and then, thus Triple H continuing his reign as champion. It was around that time also they had the six pack challenge, wasn't it? You remember that one? That was the pay per view before No Mercy. Yeah, that would have been uh, un- okay. that would have been unforgiven. Because bizarrely, I remember the six pack challenge, but I'm struggling to remember the No Mercy. Maybe, maybe. That do, you, was... do you remember uh, the Rock? Um, rock bottoming uh, the Bulldog into the dog poo. I want to say yes, but I'm not sure if I can. I think that was very likely the raw before the No Mercy pay per view. I see. So he he bulldogged him. Sorry, he uh, did a lot, okay. Lot of no Mercy pay per view. Yeah, No Mercy pay per view was also the synonymous match there. Really, more memorable than anything else. I don't know why I forgot. Mike was the ladder match Edge Christian and the Hardys. The ah! that was the No Mercy pay. That was the the time I got into wrestling. So it was a very similar time, wasn't it? Yes, that kind of summer '99 into early 2000, I suppose. Yeah. So then, on, on to the next question. Then, obviously, yeah. getting into '99. Why, why looking looking back now, after all those years from the beginning to now, 
I mean, why did you like wrestling then, and why do you still like it? Because wrestling, I would still argue, is has changed into a, a fairly different, a, a somewhat different animal as it was back then. I think one thing that happens with wrestling changing over the years is also the longer you watch wrestling, I think the reason you watch it for me has changed a bit as well. I don't know that's true for everyone, maybe. But when I first watched it, I guess as I said, I was kind of sucked in by the drama of it, and also I'm I'm quite I've realised this recently with the Olympics. I'm I love big sporting occasions, you know. Yes. So yes. Yeah, so when it so when it, even if it's a sport I don't know very well. So when it was like Rock and Austin or whatever, I, even though I bended who they were, I, after pretty quickly I was like, oh my god, I want this guy to win or this guy to win or whatever. When I first went to wrestling, I think I was sucked in by. A mix of the drama and the amazing drama that they tell in the ring. These days, there's these days that is still true. But what is also true is I watch it for just the beauty and technical aspect of a damn good match. If you see me, like in the days of 1999, I would have been I was perfectly happy, and this is gonna sound bizarre, when I saw the Big Show become champion at Survivor Series 99. These days, I hate that idea, but I love the idea of someone like Daniel Bryan becoming a champion. Part of the reason I've watched wrestling has changed, or maybe someone's not changed, enhanced. It used to be just the drama, if you see what I mean. Now it's a mix of the drama and just the amazing ability these guys have. Would you say then, pretending, I forget the fact that we do this show, because, uh, yeah, but if, if, if we didn't do this show, would you yeah. say that you watch wrestling now with a more of a critical eye? Well, the, when I first got into it? Yes. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Okay, and, 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 and but, but through that, you find you, 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 you still enjoy it? Yes, I do, definitely, definitely. Like, like I, you, wrestling is still very good at springing, not as good as, obviously... 10 years ago, but that's, that says more about me than the product. But if you see what I mean, it, you, can put, you can apply it to any wrestling fan. Wrestling is still very good at throwing a, a bit of a curveball and a surprise at you, which is something that definitely, which keeps it fresh. You know, if, if it was Punk versus Brian every week, although it would be great, every now and again you'd be kind of like, all right, this is going to get weird. And then all of a sudden, here's an attack from Ryback or Steen or whatever. It's always. I think wrestling, despite the fact that the product isn't as big as it was, it's still quite good at keeping things fresh. So yeah, I am a lot more critical than I used to, but there's still that like childlike fan in me that still wants to go. What happens next? I know what you mean, and and uh, those childlike moments, though, with the fact that um those goose pimple moments, you know, where the hair stands yeah. on the back of your neck because you're so excited, has that got less though over the years or not? Or is it about probably about the same? I mean, I mean, for me, I could argue it's got less, but that it will guaranteed to come back. For example, when we were watching uh, WrestleMania, uh, a very uh, you know, uh, um, or those matches throughout with the Triple H and Undertaker match, with the uh, with obviously the Rock and the Cena and the excitement, I felt like a kid again. But those things for me are getting less and less. I mean, would you say they're the same? Is it the same for you, or did did? Is it, is it the same now? Do you get the same excitement out of it, the same goosebumps out of it than you did then? I suppose it is a bit less, but that's true for... I think that's probably true for all sports, really. I mean, if you, if you, like, if you have someone 
like I say, just to bring back uh, anything, football or cricket or wrestling or anything, whatever. If you have someone who's a huge cricket fan, well, that's what I'm going to say. If you have someone who's a huge football fan or a huge rugby fan, they see goal or try or whatever. A, a goal that they would find amazing when they first got into it, now they see every few weeks. And so it takes something really special to grab them. So I think it probably is true that there's less those moments for me too, but it's probably just because now I've seen so much. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just different. Okay, that's true. Okay, but, and because you've seen so much then, because you're uh, f- forming your own opinions of what, of what, what we think is good and what we think is bad, uh, yeah. bad is, and the fact that... Um, it's wrestling has has changed somewhat. Would you say? Would, do you get more frustrated at the product when they when when quite uh, you see things which you definitely line they're going down like you definitely would enjoy? For example, keep it making Daniel Bryan champion uh, after WrestleMania. I mean, we we discussed. So, uh, using that as an example, do you get more frustrated at, at wrestling now than than you did back then? I do, but for very different reasons. Okay. Like it- like if I if I was watching it in say the year two thousand and I got frustrated because I don't know the Godfather or someone just lost a match that's one kind of frustration. Now I get frustrated if I think they're pushing the wrong guy. So I just it's it's a different kind of thing. the the more you know in a weird way the more you know about wrestling the more there is to be frustrated about. Because you understand how it works and how you understand, oh, this guy books this way, this guy books this way. It's like, fuck it. So it's it's a different kind of frustration. Yeah, I'd imagine the same could be said from watching sports as well. The more you know about yeah. football or motor racing, the more frustrated you get when your favourite team makes, for example, what uh, for you appears to be a fairly obvious mistake. Yeah, I guess it is true. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm like um, it's easy to say this looking back, but... In WCW, in I think in ninety nine, I think it was ninety nine. Uh, you had no ninety eight actually. Goldberg was the champion, and at the time uh, they wanted him to drop the belt to someone, but didn't know who. In the end, they put it on. In the end, Kevin Nash said he was booking, and in the end, he said, "I'll do it myself." Looking back, Bret Hart was in that locker room, and at the time hadn't had a world title match yet. And, and looking back, you just go, what the fuck were they thinking? You know what I mean? So it's kind of different when you look at it in a different way. But but to be honest, James, yeah. I've, kind of, I've kind of forgotten the question. Um, <laughs> fuck. Well, that's all right. No, that's all right. No, we're, I mean, we're basically just floating around um, the idea of actually whether you get frustrated with it uh, more now than you did than you did back then. That's all. I, pro- I probably do. For two reasons. Firstly, as I say, the more you know about the product, the more there is to be frustrated about, in a way. But the second time, the second thing, you could argue that because the product isn't... Although I I rather... I, I think 2012 has been a good year, personally. There's been the old fuck-up, but I don't think... WWE-wise, it's been great. TNA, uh, I think they still exist. But basically, I generally think it's been a good year. But because we've seen how good the product can be 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when it was great as an individual, there is maybe the odd extra reason to get frustrated because the product is slightly not as good as it was. Slightly not as good as it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes. 
So yeah, no. Uh, to be to be honest, mate, I think uh, you probably uh, you gave the same answer. I think with it, with that, a lot of wrestling fans would be the fact that they enjoyed it now for they enjoy it now for different things, and the fact that I think yeah. with the more you do know about a sport or something, the more frustrated um, you get uh, potentially. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's worse off now than it is back then. Having said that, Big Show's still the champion. But I mean, you know, that's besides the buy. Um, okay, I, I doubt he'll have that for long. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's hope not. So, well, to be honest, it probably amounts to he eats it. <laughs> okay. So who is it, your... it, the thing? Is it's, <laughs> it's partly made of leather. He's going to smell it and think pork and start to devour it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or he'll melt. Or he'll melt the gold down and use it as some kind of Bernays sauce <laughs> for a lovely for a lovely steak. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, who yeah, is... I, had, I had a I had a steak yesterday, right? Yes. And I both just saw this. I had the steak at lunchtime. There was this. I I didn't get up. To, I had Monday and Tuesday is my weekend these days, as you know, as you probably know. And so Tuesday, I met up with some friends at lunchtime. So I thought, hang on. Technically, I had steak for breakfast. Nice. How manly is that? That is almost as manly as painting ceilings and doing shelves. Not That's in a sexual sense, obviously. But. Doing shells in a sexual sense. Yeah, well, there you go. Tongue and groove. Indeed. Um, so... But to be honest, I'm, I'm eating steak is a lot easier than painting a ceiling, I'm going to assume, because I've never painted a ceiling. Ah, true. Yeah, exactly. Well, not yet, anyway. Not yet. Get, uh, well, it's all right at the moment, but give me a week. Well, speaking of then and now, Mike... Yes. Who, who was your favourite wrestler back when you started watching wrestling, you say the first few years, and who's your favourite wrestler now? Oh, there are a couple of obvious ones that stand. Do you know who I actually got really into for a little while, when I first got into it? Um, Midian. It wasn't Midian. No. Naked, <laughs> naked, naked or otherwise, it wasn't Midian. But I was a big Sting fan. Okay. When I first got into it, the people I seen to have the most were Stone Cold Steve Austin in WWE. And when I was WCW, I, I really liked Sting. So I don't, I'm not even that sure why, in a way, with Sting. Because at the time, he wasn't doing that much in WCW. He wasn't being used to his full potential no. at, that, at that time, in 99, 2000. But, I, I did, but WWE, it was Austin. Rock was, still, Rock was obviously not far behind. Uh, who else did, did I quite like? Uh, let's think. Edge and Christian were quite cool. Like, uh, with Edge and Christian, they were obviously a good tag team, and I was really rooting for them to win that first tag team title. Well, they did in the end, didn't they? they oh, of course. And they got five or five, maybe seven of them. They got a ton in the end. But uh, I, to be honest, in the early days, I was a complete sheep when it came to who you're supposed to support if he's in it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like my brother was the opposite. He really got into the heels. Okay. So, w- very, really quickly, which I found a bit... Well, to the time, I didn't understand at all. So, so for every match, he'd be Triple H, I'd be Austin. I was a big Austin fan. Still am, really, I suppose. Okay, big Austin fan. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Certainly what... at this time. Okay, then a similar question in terms of matches. I, I, I don't... Favourite, perhaps, what was your most memorable match when you first started watching wrestling for the first few years? And uh, and what would you say the best matches of it, of this current generation? For example, since we've been doing this podcast. It's very difficult for me to say about at the time, because at the time, like when I first got into it, 
some of the great matches of that time are ones I've got to know more recently, if you see what I mean. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, or have watched again recently, kind of rejudged, that kind of thing. Yeah. Let me think. Uh, Well, this is going to sound a bit... The TLC matches were fantastic. Absolutely. I cannot... Yeah, they were, weren't they? They were great. Dudley's, Edge and Christian, Hardy's, what more could you want, quite frankly. They were so good. Yeah, I absolutely love those. It was that kind of thing. Um... Austin and I remember Austin Rock at WrestleMania 15 was great. Obviously, that's still a great match. One one event that I watched a lot when I was uh, first getting into it uh, was was an event that had already happened, but I had never watched, and that was WrestleMania 14. Okay. And, and I remember WrestleMania 14 uh, in particular. I enjoyed. Uh, Undertaker Kane at WrestleMania 98. That was great. That was always brilliant. Uh, yeah, and I tell you what, the match was built up really well as well, if I remember. you, I was really... I mean, watching it, um, I didn't. I never watched it really at the time, but I remember the ti- I remember we were watching the time period before, and uh, I, I, I remember watching the match being built up and the video clips behind it. It was quite an exciting time, wasn't it? The brother versus brother type thing, yeah. Yeah, because Undertaker was refusing to fight him, and there was all this malarkey and stuff, you know, and they delved kind of into the backstory of his character. And it was, I mean, it, yeah, it was one of, it was one of those one-to-watch moments. It, it definitely was. It, it was. Like I say, when I first got into it, like I say, so I got into it about a year after that, but then my brother had got some of the old videos and started watching it then. But there was one thing around that time, not... A match, but one thing I totally fell in love with was the WCW NWO saga. That was just so cool. That was uh, that. What? Yes. I mean, they've just released um, a DVD in relation to that, haven't they? Have they? What, yeah, they've, yeah, they've, uh, Silver, it's on silvervision.co.uk. Um, I'll try and get it up without without the internet crashing. Um, if I, if I, if we go to uh, Silver, when, when you say get it up, yep. Just checking. No, no, no. That, that's all right. That's all right. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm impotent. So don't worry. Um, okay. Uh, We've really. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a full Woody Master as we speak. NWO: The Revolution coming soon. Okay, it's coming soon. Right. Yeah, that's it's three discs. I've, I've already got one NWO DVD. I wonder how this one's going to be different. It's got um, stars aligned. It's got basically chapters. Uh, I, I don't. I think it's going to be a documentary. But then they've got lots of matches, and it's, it's it appears to be lots a lot of matches also in chronological order. So. Ah, okay. But I, I, it does look like they've got a documentary, uh, like Stars Align, the chapters are called Stars Align, Free Agents, yeah. The Outsiders, Bash at the Beach, here's the NWO, Element of Reality, Fan Interest, NWO versus WCW, Rivalry versus Sting, NWO goes mainstream, Internal Strife, Restoration Attempt, NWO for Life. And then they start, I think, with all the... Um, segment but that's, that seems to be the main part of the uh, documentary that uh, imagine that, doing. it sounds like a slightly more backstage view of it perhaps potentially yeah i mean but i, I think if the documentary is half as good as the ones that they've been doing with obviously the ecw one being the best but yes. i've seen the rock documentary and i've seen i've seen the jericho one i've seen the stone cold one and all three and they really are they really are brilliant they may not answer every question you want going but what i will say is you're definitely not bored for the hour and a half to two hours that these documentaries seem to last. I mean, the Shawn Michaels one's fantastic as well. Another one I need to mention. So if it's if it's anything on their level, it's gonna and you like the NWO, I'd imagine yes. Mike, it's gonna be one you want to buy. 
Uh, you have got me intrigued, certainly. I just hope it isn't things I'd already picked up from the last one, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I mean, check it over, I think, at silvervision.co.uk, cheap plug. Or We're not actually getting any money from them, in case anyone was wondering. But but there you go, Mike, a potential Christmas present for you. Yay. Okay, Um. well, you mentioned the NWO, and NWO. Now, taking everything you've seen in, in wrestling, right? Yeah, And if yeah. you want to pick, what was your favourite company at its peak? Oh wow! See, if, you could, if you could go back to that time frame, we're talking TNA, we're, we, even our ROH, if you, if you will. But we're you know we're talking TNA, WCW, WWE, or WWF. What would you? What time frame would you like to go back to and rewatch again? I mean, what time? Uh, you know, uh, what what year and what company? If that makes sense. For example, WCW with the NWO starting, you'd love to live that again, or would you love to live the beginning of the Attitude Era or the McMahon Helmsley Era? Or the Triple H show of 2003, 2004. <laughs> no, but uh, you, you know what I mean. I think I would pick the year 2000. Uh, what company? Well, the, that's the tricky part, because I am the only wrestling fan on earth who enjoyed the WCW Millionaire's Club New Blood saga. <laughs> I'm the only one on earth. I thought it was fantastic. Well, mate, this is your interview, so if, I mean, if, that, if that's your answer, then that's your answer. Oh, well, I'm torn between that and the McMahon-Helmsley faction, the regime, the faction. Because they were going on at the same time, and at the time it would be, I would watch an hour of one or an hour of the other, or two hours of one and two hours of the other, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because <clears> like, <throat> like, like I said, in those early days, Friday night was my wrestling night, so I would watch one or both, WWE and WWF, so... Oh, God, which would be my pick? Fuck. Um, I'm probably leading... Ugh. You see, I know that if I watched WCW Millionaire's Club New Blood again now, yep. I'd see some of the holes in it that I didn't see when I was a kid, right? Okay. But I know that the Attitude Era still stands up as really good. If I if I watch bits now, it's still fantastic. Yeah. Where there's a tiny bit of me would be nervous. I know this isn't exactly what you're alluding to, but there's a bit of me would be nervous if I watch the WCW stuff again. And when am I gonna feel my heart break if I see Mike Awesome as that '70s guy <laughs> and things and things like that? If, you know what I mean? And, uh, I do know what and, you mean. And, and, and Tank Abbott dancing. <laughs> Tank Abbott dancing to three count and stuff like that, but but this is the thing. I'm I'm laughing just as I say it, so it's it's a hard choice for me. But WWF would be very tricky, but the year would definitely be two thousand. Okay, okay, but but so, so I mean, are you going with WWF though or WCW? We need to know, Mike. You have to give an answer. It's the law. It is the law, isn't it? Oh, man. You've got to give an answer, Mike. This is what the interview's for. These you're tough right, questions. you're right. It, it, it is for the tricky ones. So, so, based on the fact that I started to veer away from WWE a tiny bit, when that angle ended, I would say WWF 2000. Okay, and that's confirmed WWF 2000. But we're talking a cigarette paper between them, yeah? I, I, absolutely, absolutely. A cigarette paper that could easily be bought to a crisp by a tiny rat on steroids. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first photo finish question of the evening. Yeah. WWF wins it by uh, 
Oh, fantastic. By a, fa- by a fantastic. A fantastic. Yeah, and I'd imagine then your favourite time period was the Attitude Era. Probably, right, yeah. Time. Probably, yeah. But to us, it's like I say, although it would have been the Attitude Era, so many people, the Attitude Era is what they love because that was when wrestling was at an absolute peak. And it was. But for me, it's not just because of that. It's also because it was. It was. It's like you, it's like you don't forget your first time and all that, all that nonsense. And if this is for me. It was true. For me, it wasn't just what was so. It wasn't just the fact that it was great wrestling. For me, it was what get, got me to wrestling at all. So for me, and so as a kid, as a fifteen-year-old, I looked at it all with rose-tinted glasses. You know. Which is why I'll probably never watch some of it again in case I've ruined those memories. So although that is my favourite time, it's also because it's it, it was the first or what got me in the first, and it's it's when I realised how special wrestling was. Ah, yeah, it's true. It's you know we all know how wonderful it is, and that's what made me realise it. Well, talking about favourite time periods, then yes, if you could pick one time period you were you didn't live through as a wrestling fan prior to nineteen ninety nine ninety eight let's say prior to yeah. the what what period would you like to have been there i mean would it have been for Bret Hart when he first won the championship would it would it have been you know through rick Rick flair's uh, the four horsemen when they picked would it have been watching w w f when when you had hogan mania Hulkamania? hmm that's a tricky one i Hmm, let's see. When would, would have been the best time? I probably would have been Hulkamania. Yep. The I 80s Hulk- of Hulkamania. It would, yeah. There's a couple of things <coughs> in there that I've seen since, but I wish I'd seen at the time, if I was a different age, obviously, to have got the initial impact. Because like, I've seen Hulk Hogan, Body Sam Andre the Giant, right? Yep. When you actually watch it, technically, it's a pretty bad power slam. You see what I mean? But at the time, it was like no one had ever, or at least it actually had him, but people didn't realise, no one had ever seen Andre picked up no. like that. And also the mega powers, you know, Andre, Andre, Hogan and Savage, that sounds like, that sounds brilliant. You know, that sounds fantastic. So... And, yeah, I mean, even Hogan Warrior isn't a bad match either. And that, I think, would have been a good time to be into it. Yeah, because we all know the classics, Jake Roberts and Ted DiBiase or whatever. But I haven't seen enough of it. I want to learn more about DiBiase and Rick Rude and people like that. So I'd have probably go a, a Hulk and from, say, uh, 85 to 88, that kind of thing. That kind of period, have the Hulk. Okay, then. So, what? Okay, then. What pay per view or match would you have liked to witness live in a, in a WCW and WWF slash E or even TNA? If you could have been live for one match or event, what one would it have been? Uh, I'm only allowed to pick one. You're only allowed to pick one, Mike. Uh, you can cool. give honourable mentions, obviously, no doubt, but you'll have okay. to pick, you'll have to have one as an answer. Well, firstly, I'm good. Ooh, hmm. There's a few in there that would be good. Well, this won't be my pick, but I'll start with an honourable mention. Okay. And that's a more modern one, and it is the TNA Unbreakable 2005 three-way dance. Oh, yeah, I can understand that completely. It's only Joe, AJ, and Daniels. Great match. 
one of their best ever in TNA. Great match. That was great. Uh, Samoa Joe Kurt Angle, their first match was great as well. Uh, if we're talking, uh, obviously TNA since then they haven't. Yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, let's think. A, a match I would really love to have seen live. Ooh. Well, let's see. A couple of others spring to mind. One thing that was a great match was Triple H, Shawn Michaels for Shawn Michaels' big return in 2002. That's a good match. Yeah, and if you stayed for the whole event, you had uh, Brock versus Rock as well and some other interesting matches. Ah, that's true. It was in 2002, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's see now. Mm. Ah, ah, well, ah, yes, ah, mm, yes. Do we have a winner? Do we have a winner, Mike? Possibly. Yeah, I think my winner for the across between the above average matches, the occasion, and knowing how much I would have loved it if I'd been there at that age, WrestleMania 15. WrestleMania 15, okay. Completely. For, yeah, for Rock Austin 1, uh, we also had, well, there was, there was the odd weird moment, like you also had. Undertaker boss man in a Hell in a Cell match, which did not work. Um, no, no, no. The, the the loser gets hung. Um, yes, yes, indeed. But knowing how much I would have loved it at the time, probably I would go WrestleMania 15. It's a bit of a tricky one, but I think WrestleMania 15. Ah, Although, well. of course, there is. If I had to pick one match, there's the odd modern one that's amazing. Like, of course, even only last this year. Triple H Undertaker was bizarrely fantastic. Cena Lesnar was incredible. So there's a few choices, but I probably would just about stick with WrestleMania 15, that main event. Okay. Um, one thing I had to, I think I haven't mentioned uh, was who's your? Fa- we've, we talked about then, but who's your favourite wrestler now? I, I never. Oh yeah. We've got. I, I, yep. I kind, of, I kind of danced around that a bit, didn't I? Yeah. Um, well, right now I'm loving Daniel Bryan. We're going for the, yeah, I can completely understand that. And I think they're using him quite well with, with the whole tag team with him, him and Kane and stuff. I, I, I just hope that 2013 is not unlucky for him, like yeah. a, a number 13 is for, is for some. And yeah. they, they, they push him. I mean, he could well be in CM Punk's position in a year's time, couldn't he? In my opinion. E- easily. I completely. Because like when I remember saying this in the show recently, but I don't know if it's one that went out. When Brian first popped up, I, I'd heard of him. I knew who he was, but I knew very little about him. I thought, he's probably fine in the ring, but God knows about everything else. And he's turned out to be bizarrely brilliant, you know? Yes. I mean, I mean in the ring, he, do, he, do, he usually doesn't do anything that complicated. But and personality-wise, he doesn't... It, 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 I can't... It just works. Something about he's like he's about five foot ten and two and weighs even weighs less than me. But I'm not saying well most people do. But he just there's something about it's just fantastic. You just see him and go hey, but not but not in just a novel way because you know he could tie you tie you up as well. So I'd say Daniel Bryan. You say Daniel Bryan. At his current second in time, yes, Daniel Bryan or Zack Ryder. Or Zack Ryder. Okay. okay. By which I mean Daniel Bryan. By which... <laughs> fair, fair enough, Mr. Chalker. Okay, what is your favourite wrestling DVD that you own? Well, that's a good one. Let's see. If I just cast my eye over my bookshelf right now, 
The two that spring to mind are the one you mentioned earlier, the fantastic ECW one. Mm-hmm. And there's another DVD that I didn't like at first, but grew on me a lot, and that was one that I read it on the Four Horsemen. Okay. That one's really good. There's a couple of others that I've always enjoyed a lot. Uh, the <laughs> Well, one, one that's quite good is the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Yes, for yes. different reasons. For different reasons. Uh, let's see. There's a Roddy Piper one that's very good. Um, there's a few. Um, no. One that's very interesting is Ultimate Insiders, which is this, which you've probably heard, this big three-disc interview with Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara. Oh, yes. That's very interesting, that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it on next time you're around. But let's see. Hmm. <laughs> Me thinks, me thinks. Ah, well, there's also... Okay, it's either between... It's between the ECW one I mentioned, the, the, the Life and Death or whatever it was called, Rise and Fall of Ezo. I also really like the new Austin one. That's great. And also one that we've talked about on this show. Is it Heartbreak and Triumph, the Shawn Michaels one? Yes, that's a Shawn Michaels one. The first, they've done two, haven't they? But one, one just matches recently. That's the, yeah. the white one with him on the ladder, I think, isn't it, or something? That's it. That one's really good, too. And that one's good, too. But there's so many that I could talk about, but considering I've watched it Christ knows how many times, I think I'd go with the Rise and Fall of ECW. You know, you know what? That's probably my most, most watched one as well. Having yeah. said that, I don't always sit down and watch all of it all in one go, but I'll quite often just go, uh, you know, watch it in bits, go to my favourite bit, and or watch it, you know, resume it as of like, when I was watching it last. But I really enjoy it, and the matches they they've chosen to have as extras are quite. There's not a bad match there either, obviously. It's one of those discs where because I often fall asleep like with the TV on, right? When I go to bed, I like to have something just to watch as I drift off, right? And if I've got a DVD that I really enjoyed, but at the same time know really well, so it won't be too distracting, that's what I'll put on. And for ages, it was that one. Uh, and that's a good thing. Oh, that is definitely a good thing, because I really love it, but at the same time, I know it so well that I can relax to it without having a fully focus, that kind of thing. Uh, okay. Well, talking about focusing, or not focusing in this case, who, in your opinion, Mike, is the one wrestling, uh, one wrestler who, for whatever reason, hasn't quite achieved his potential, be it the company or be it himself? But what, 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 who, is, who is the most underrated wrestler, in your opinion, ever? Ever? Yeah, we're talking ever. Most of the ones I love have had moments in the sun. So, but one who never really did, who I think is pretty fantastic, yeah, Sabu. Yeah? I love Sabu. I mean, ECW saw him for what he was. Because he's not just this hardcore maniac. He's not just a Sandman, but a more Arabian thing. His athleticism is just absolutely astonishing. Astonishing, that's... Those triple jump moonsaults he would do, and the, it, just incredible. I mean, would you say to a certain degree, especially in terms of the hardcore wrestling, which is maybe not as popular now as it once was, but um, he was as much of a pioneer almost as you could argue as someone like a Rey Mysterio coming to America uh, with his luchador style? Probably, yeah. I mean, hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's, tricky, that's tricky to ask, because I would say he is... 
But a lot of people would try and say that that was all Terry Funk bring it over from Japan. So there yeah, is that as well. Yeah, but Terry Funk did, did. But I mean, could you argue that then Sabu, you know, took what Terry Punk Punk did and basically took it to to the next level, so to speak? A bit like. Be like Hardy's, the Hardy's Edge Christian and Dudley's took basically your your hardcore tag team wrestling ladder matches to the next level. That probably is the case, actually, yeah, because a lot of people say that what Hulk Hogan did was taking superstar Billy Graham and taking that further. I've heard that said once or twice in the past, that kind of Hollywood muscular thing, you know what I mean? So, in a weird way, maybe... So, the idea that Sabu did that with Funk uh, maybe the other Japanese fellow. Uh, yeah, I call that idea. I mean, basically, of the people I really love, Austin and Rock are both huge stars. Samoa Joe has been a star, but isn't so much now. Kurt Angle's incredible. And the other two that I really enjoy are Rob Van Dam and Sabu. And of all of those, Sabu's probably the one that never totally got the credit that he was due. You know? Yeah. I, 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 can, I, can, I can understand. I mean, in ECW, he, you could argue that he did get the credit, but not in terms of a of a, he wasn't really a mainstream name. Even when I watched it in '99, I wasn't as hardcore, uh, yeah, potentially as, as as I am now. But I had no idea who Sabu was until a few years later. And, so, then, yeah. you, and then, and then you look back and go, "Oh shit, this guy's really got something." That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. Okay. So, I mean, I, so we, we've gone from things you like. Who in your... What's the worst match you've ever seen? From the top of your head. The worst match I've ever seen. There's a couple in there. As usually with me, there's a few things come to mind. Well, there was one on Raw where Hillary Clinton versus Barack Obama. Ah, that that would have been about four years ago. That... What the fuck was that? Yes, I remember that one. And Hillary Clinton had an obsession with cake, if I remember rightly. Or yes. was it Rosie O'Donnell? No, that was Rosie O'Donnell versus um, oh Donald Trump. Is that the one you talk about when everyone chanted TNA? Yeah, actually that one. That's pretty fucking terrible. Uh, let's see. Uh, that I can easily pick a match that should have been brilliant but wasn't. Uh, Goldberg brought Lesnar. Should have been amazing, but was crap, if you remember that one. As I know we've talked about it a few times. Uh, but wor- worst match ever. It's so hard to choose because the worst match ever I probably won't really remember. But, ah, there is one that crosses my mind. Is it was bad because it really rubbed it in the rubbed your face. And it, I remember great Carly when he beat The Undertaker. With just a random chop to the head and then standing on him. That was pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, I think we could quite happily have that as number one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> From worst match. Yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna say most disappointing moment. Now, I'm not saying in terms of anything bad happening, like for example, disappointing moment being um, the death of Eddie Guerrero or, or Chris and Paul. Of course. No, no, I'm t- I'm in I'm t- in like a storyline or leading up to a match and then you think I was so excited for that, but that didn't happen. What the hell, I'm really annoyed. That kind of disappointing moment. It could be a match you're really excited about that just really did not deliver, or a storyline, or a pay-per-view, or something like that. Your most disappointing moment. I mean, the worst you felt after pay-per-view, you just think, oh, for God's sake, goodness sake, 
why do I like wrestling? Almost, you know, that that kind of a moment. Steve Austin's heel turn at WrestleMania 17. Wow, I did not expect that at all. Oh, I'm quite why? Because I was such a big Austin fan, but after, but I was so hardcore into wrestling at the time that afterwards I actually felt horrible. <laughs> I felt horrible. I had a Steve Austin t-shirt. I think I've still got it. It doesn't fit anymore. This is years ago. Uh, And I wore it the next day to celebrate that he won, but I felt kind of dirty wearing it. (laughs) I felt so horrible that Steve Austin had gone heel. It was horrible. So it's hard, I suppose, but that was a disappointing thing, but it was disappointing because I was such a fan of him. It's not so much if if it's disappointing in a way of building up to it, and then it was shit. Then you could also argue Goldberg brought Lesnar again, because again, <laughs> sh- but that, that, that was brilliant. That was that was a, that was brilliant because the fans really made that match for the wrong reasons, really. But yeah, I can I see what you mean. But you're again, as I said, you're so much better noticing crowd reaction than I am. I barely noticed in those days. And so I just watched that and went, oh my God, this is these two titans who I admire. Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, I mean... What the fuck is this? <laughs> going, going back to the, to the Steve Austin thing, which, uh, yeah. which you obviously felt <clears throat> passionately about. I did, very. Him going heel. If I said, if I asked you, did it work? I'd imagine, uh, did it work? In your opinion. It was basically there was a six month period when I stopped watching wrestling right uh, around late 2000 early 2003 and by the time I came back he was a good guy again so I have absolutely no idea <laughs> fair, fair enough I hate to say it but yeah oh fair, fair enough then because um, I thought you might have mentioned uh, the whole alliance debacle and how good it could have been and, and, and it wasn't I thought I thought if, if anything yeah that might be the one because obviously with you being such a fan of uh, of the WCW product and that's a good point actually I mean the whole thing with WCW and the alliance at the t- uh, even at the time right although I was enjoying the angle of WCW and ECW being there there are things at the time where I thought, where's Ric Flair, where's Chronic, where's Sting, where's Goldberg? It was watered down. And also, looking back, the idea of ECW and WCW merging is the most fucking ludicrous wrestling idea on earth. Because Heyman and Bischoff hated each other. Absolutely. I mean, potentially then, uh, looking back, uh, getting the uh, magic pen out, being the booker, do you think, um, ha- obviously, had it done properly, had they actually been able to get the Sting and, and Goldberg in, the stars, and, and even Eric Bischoff's, uh, obviously, keep yeah. him home ECW, um, how, and then, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps on the thought of this, though, Mike, but have, uh, the, have the same Survivor Series match, but have it a triple threat Survivor Series match with one company obviously you know winning outright so you'd have one corner ecw another one wcw with your goldbergs obviously and your stings then you got the wwe with the rock uh, um and stone cold steve austin uh, and then the ecw obviously have your sabu and your rvd and stuff like that i mean that that'd have been brilliant that would have been pretty amazing yeah i mean i do remember at the time there was a rumor going around that smackdown was going to become nitro 
uh, or a lot of those things, which I would have loved. Funny, funny you say that because in hindsight, that would be if had they kept the WCW and ECW names, um, uh, that would have been much more of a different brand than the Raw yes. and SmackDown one we've had now, and arguably we wouldn't be moaning about them so much of putting them together. And ending maybe, the brands, you're, but... maybe you're right, yeah, because I thought this uh, a bit recently, and I've mentioned it to you. SmackDown, because Raw, the whole cluster fuck brand thing is a bit confusing because they stopped calling Raw a super show and yet all the SmackDown people are still there and so on SmackDown there's like no Raw guys apart from very occasionally and so instead of it making the like two distinct brands it just makes look it just makes SmackDown there we go yeah it just makes SmackDown look like a really piss weak version of WWE well yeah you know well it is it's it's all it's like it's the same level almost as Sunday Night Heat, isn't it, really, now, it seems? It is along those lines, yeah, and I'd probably watch it about as often. Yeah, which, yeah, but why, why would you now? Because you, you see the champion and all the stars you'd want to see on Raw, so you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, end the brand split. But I think, yeah, had, had WCW actually remained WCW and gone to SmackDown, I mean, it would actually mean something to have the WCW guy come on Monday Night Raw. And if it didn't happen often, Mike, you'd think... Holy crap! I'm going to watch this show from beginning to end to see what happens. See, that could have been great. That could have been great, exactly. But it's it's weird with the alliance thing. Like I say, it's one of those where when I look back, I go, "That could have been so much more." But the one that affected me most at the time, bizarrely, was the Austin heel turn. Austin, yeah, uh. Austin heel turn, definitely, because it just made me feel a bit sick. <laughs> well, well, my. On to the next one, making you feel sick. Worst yep. wrestler ever, in your opinion. Ah! The Mark Henry Award. Yeah. Um, well, he... Mm. <laughs> Vladimir Kozlov was pretty fucking awful. Yes, he was. We all know Greg Carly is utter shite. Uh, you what... Know the- what- you know what the funny sure. thing is about uh, it, it, the people like the great Carly in the picture. Had they, uh, he, he hasn't got the charisma, but had they used the great Carly as sparingly as they used Andre the Giant, obviously in his latter years, I know obviously he was ill. Had they used the great Carly as sparingly as that, and uh, we may not be talking about him being that bad because he wouldn't have been open to such criticism from from you and I because we wouldn't know how bad he really is. Had they protected him and made him the monster that Andre was and the monster that Big Show really should be. You know, it's a cool thought, but at the same time, might have made it even more funny. <laughs> well, that's very true. Um, so the, I'm... <laughs> the, the, the big the the big show is just a massive disappointment. It literally massive disappointment. Should, should that be his new T-shirt then? What the the big disappointment? <laughs> yes. Oh yes, I, I I would buy ten of those. Excellent. Well, there you go. But worst wrestler ever. Oh. Mm. Kozlov has got to be up there. As I say, Carly is up there. See, I'm surprised I'm surprised Mark Henry's not up there. Oh, Did he you? is up there. Oh, oh, he is, okay. He's up there as well. Because this is a guy who's been around for so long, had so many chances, <laughs> and people care about him just as much as they didn't do back then. Care, care as much about him as they didn't do back then. That's interesting. I like that. Thank you. That's okay. 
I don't know. There's got to be someone who's as bad as Carly, but is so bad we only saw him like once, like Giant Gonzalez or someone. I don't know. But, but I've, I've never seen that apparently terrible match. I don't know. So, oh, let me think. Who else is a terrible wrestler? Um, Nicole Bass. She never did very much. Uh, if you can remember who she is. Um, let's see. Brian May. He'd be quite a bad wrestler, I imagine. Um why is Brian May? <laughs> yeah, that's weird, because you get some people who, when they first pop up, are absolutely awful and turn out to be great. When I first saw MVP, I thought he was fucking terrible. Yes, Power Ranger. Power Ranger, exactly. Uh, but it wasn't even the look. He, his punches were terrible. He was just bad. The Miz, when he first turned up, was just as bad and went on to be one of my very favorites these days. The worst wrestler I've ever seen. Discounting that weekend in Amsterdam would have to be. I think it's going to be Carly. Are you going for Carly over Mark Henry? Yeah, but Mark Henry is quite funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the great, the great Carly is okay. Well, on to um, who is. Your favourite woman wrestler? Well, now we're not talking looks because that's the second part of this question. Okay. My favourite female wrestler ever, not counting looks. Not counting looks. Uh, <laughs> that's quite tricky because most of them are so bad you only look at them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Duke of Edinburgh. Excellent. Next one. <laughs> I don't... Uh, the the I, best female wrestler ever, not counting looks. No. But that's, but that's, that's difficult, because m- most of them get hired because they're hot, and they turn out to be good wrestlers. Okay, okay, okay. Then, then I mean, I mean, are there any female wrestlers where you've actually think, actually, this is probably going to be a fairly good match for women's standards? Uh, you know, I don't mean that to be sexist or anything, but... The word you're looking for is sexy. Yes, well, uh, the... That's the well, next part. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, well, one a match that you and I have talked about uh, quite a few times that was really good was Mickey James Trish Stratus. That was really good. Okay. Beth Phoenix obviously is 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 is, is talented. Yeah, but the, uh, the problem with someone like Beth, I think, is she hasn't really had that chance like someone like Trish and you know people like Lita and Mickey James has. She hasn't really been against too many people that are. Really, really good. You know, I mean, you can only be as good as the opponent you're facing. And at the moment, the roster in WWE for the women's side for this past few years has been absolutely terrible. Which means that maybe we haven't seen the best that Beth Phoenix can be. You mean because you haven't had someone good to work with that kind of thing? Yeah, and I think yeah, and maybe she's at a disadvantage then because of that. That's a thought, actually. Of course, there are a couple of other names that we have to mention. Uh, we're talking about good few Some people would throw even China into the mix, you know. True. Oh, true. Yeah, she she might be in there. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. Yes, obviously she she'd be a mention as well. Uh, Gail Kim is great. She's really good. Overlooked a lot of the time, Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. So the best wrestler but not in a look-style way. Uh, 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 that's good, that's good. That's good. I don't, none of them are that good. 
But that makes you sound like a sexist bastard. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Gail Kim. You're going for Gail Kim? Yes, I am. Okay, the second part of the question now, Mike, and you know what it is. If, I think I do. Okay, if you could take a woman wrestler, if you could go out for a date with a woman wrestler, who would it be? Well, like now, living or dead, the living whole thing. Or dead, living or dead. Do they have to be dead at the time? That's your sick preference. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know one I always did? One that I always thought was really nice is Melina. I was a big fan of Melina. Uh, Melina's gorgeous. Everyone fancied Trish Stratus. Really? For good reason. Trish Stratus. Oh. What do you, who do you think I said? Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. I don't know who. You, who. Okay. When I first saw Trish Stratus, and I'm not making this up, my jaw actually dropped. I, I was watching Heat, and she popped up on her debut, and I, I, I was speechless. Speechless? I actually was. I actually was like, oh, my God. I thought she was so beautiful. I, I, I was, I was not for six, as we uh, Mexicans say. So, oh, and mm, mm, yeah. So, are we? Then, are you going for Trish then? I'm. Uh, and then Oksana looked really hot on Raw. So, mm, and she's still alive. Um, I think. I hope. Um, uh, yeah, Trish. We're going. We're going for Trish. Okay. Okay, so that's a good one. Ne- next question. Um, yes. Your favourite and least favourite entrance music. Oh wow! <laughs> that's a that's a big one. Because as a big rock fan, I've been treated to some very good entrance themes. You know, uh, there's a couple really good. I was also a big fan of Cactus Jack. Yes, absolutely. Yep. I was of that one. I remember Terry Funk had a great one, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, Jericho's is always good. Yeah, actually, I was in a pub on Sunday night, yeah, uh, with my band. We were doing a gig, and I really heard Edge's entrance music. The Metalingus one. On this day. Oh, I see yeah. The one. yeah. Okay. That was, and it was, I was in this bar, so I, and I was in another rock pub recently, and I heard Rob Van Dam's current entrance music, his TNA entrance music. That was a bit weird. But if my favourite ever entrance theme. Hmm. There's the odd obvious one. I mean, Austin's just quite cool, but that's more that's more a character thing than a good song. If you see what I mean. So let's see. Let's see. That one is brilliant. There's been a couple of really weird ones, obviously. Uh, not many suddenly come to head, but. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, yep. I'm good. I, it's quite a modern one, but maybe the Edge one. The, uh, that one's that one's in my top five, my top ten at the very at the very most. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of the CM Punk one as well. I was about to say, Carter personality is brilliant as well. But Mr. yeah, Punk, Mr. Punk's one is great as well. Yeah, Edge has had quite good ones though. I mean, obviously you've got the "You Think You Know Me" one, and then you also had the Rob Zombie one he had as well back in 2001. Never going to stop. It, that was good. It, it never really stuck, that one, though, did it? No, which is a bit of a shame. No. But the Metalingus one, I thought, was brilliant. I mean, it's one of those things where I know Austin's 
obviously it's it's more his character and it's more you know you could argue it's 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 a very good effective theme song but i love those theme songs within the first half a second you know who exactly who's coming out and that's yep. what with edge's one you know obviously straight away and you hear the you hear the drum beats and stuff like that it just really suits his character as well um do you know what other one I've missed off that actually is rather cool? Yeah. It's so simple, but again, it's very cool. It's the NWO. Ah, yeah, of course. That's quite a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's so simple, but you hear it and it's just like, oh, yes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You yeah. just hear it and think stuff's going to happen, you know? Business also, is about to pick up. Exactly. And Rob Van Dam had a really cool one in in ECW. He had a song called uh, "Walk" by Pantera, which is a really which is a really cool song, resting wise or otherwise. It's a bit of a legendary song if you're a metalhead like me. Oh, Enter the Sandman. No. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Enter Sandman, of course. And there is one other one. Yep. Metal- Metallica Seek and Destroy was Sting's entrance thing. Remember that? Do you remember that one? Yes. That's really good. That's one of my favourites. Are you still going with Edge then, Mike? Are you still going with Edge's theme tune? I, I feel you're wavering, Mike. I feel you're you, wavering on you the answer. Feel, you can feel me wavering because I, it's, it's now become a choice of three. <laughs> there can only be one. I know. Rob Van Dam also used Pound Cake, which is a Van Halen song, which was a bizarre choice. Great song, but odd choice. So based on that, I'm going to say... <laughs> yeah, I just remember Steve Blackman as well. Oh, that was a good one, especially as is the most recent one he had. Yes, exactly. Not, not the original one. The original one's boring, but later on, that's cool. Uh... The hardest ah, one's good. Yep. Wait a minute. How the hell have I forgotten this one? I've made my choice. Okay. And what is your choice? Drum roll. Shawn Michaels, Sexy Boy. Oh, yeah, I must admit. I, can, I don't know why I forgot that one as well. Shawn Michaels, Sexy Boy, maybe not so apparent anymore, but absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure he's still fairly sexy when he wants to be. I'm just a fairly sexy boy. He doesn't go there, does it? I'm just an aging, aging boy. I'm just an aging boy. Yes. Um. <laughs> that was that was aging, not Asian. I'm not saying no, I know. Chinese. Um. Well, what's your worst entrance music then? My worst ever entrance music. Yeah. Uh, Doink the Clown is quite bad, I suppose. Yes, Eugene's no. Uh, well, how did that go again? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know, it was just very... Oh, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 ding, ding. Something along those lines, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. I remember that one, yeah. Worst ever interesting Who was it used to come out to Birth of I love ya. Birth of Yeah, it was her. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, Although that song was like, fun in a strange way. The spell of birth of fate was the size of a house. You know, kind of made it all right. That sounds a bit wrong, you know. But my, <laughs> my worst ever entrance music... Um, let's see. No, no, I, no, that's not good. I was disturbed at a couple that were pretty cool. 
but that but they were kind of too good to be bad. If that makes any sense. Let's see. Uh, no, the Kurt Angle one in TNA that was all right. Mini Street Posse. Oh yeah, but see, it's so bad I can only half remember it. So that that's got to be a strong contender is the Mean Street Posse. And the I my, my worst theme tune, not really. It's the current Raw theme. I think it's ridiculous. You don't like it at all, do you? No. No. Why they get rid of the Nickelback one? That's brilliant. And even the Papa Roach one before that was brilliant. The Papa Roach one was a cool song, but at the same time, I just want to be loved. It's going, huh? Yeah. What's yeah. that got to do with wrestling? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, but tonight's the night. I mean, I could, the lyrics you could argue, but no, no. Just to know. It's, it's, it's not for you. It's not no, because it's, it's always been very rocky, hasn't it? Not rappy. Yes. And it's, they've now gone for rap for some bizarre reason. I don't know why, but... I don't know. I, I, think, I think there's been worse. I think it's all right. But, you know, uh, let me think. What was... No, that was all right. Uh... <laughs> you remember the original Smackdown theme? Like... <laughs> no yes. one had any idea what they were saying. <laughs> No, that was <laughs> no. That that was quite bad, isn't it? it? It did sound like it sounded like they they gave a metal band a few instruments, um, gaffer taped their mouths, and stuck them with hot pokers. It actually did. That's yes. a bizarre thing. It, 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 it sounded. Like, it actually sounded like someone being suffocated with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> And then just as the music finished, you heard them go, Oh, thank fuck for that! <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you crazy bitch! You know, or whatever they were saying. It was... <laughs> so, we, we, still, we still haven't got an answer. Oh, bollocks. Have we? Um, uh, no, that one was quite good. Um... Me Street Posse, then. Me <laughs> Street Posse. Okay. <laughs> okay, one of the last questions, then. Unless I can I can add any to the to the uh, lengthy repertoire we've had. Um, Go on. Four years. Of, this podcast has begun for four years, Mike. Yes, it has. Where, in your opinion, will wrestling be in four years' time? Oh, that's a great question. Who do you reckon I... will be the Who do you reckon will be the top people? But obviously, somebody new in four years' time. But of the, of the current crop, will a Will a John Cena retired? Will we be Will we be having twelve pay per views a year? Will TNA still be around? Come on, Mike, predict the future. Four years' time, and in four years' time, Mike, we can play this interview at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, at least I this bit. think Cody Rhodes could be a top heel in four years' time. I do. If, yeah, I think. He may need to bulk up a little bit for WWE standards, but I think we... Hmm. I think the cream of the crop, if they stick with them, and if they're still young enough to do so, will be Punk, Brian, Rhodes. I'm not too sure about Ziggler, because much as I love him, he would need a bit of a gimmick overhaul, maybe. But yeah, Brian, Punk, Rhodes, Ziggler. Who else would be big stars, for example? I mean, one. I think those four be some of the top guys. I think one thing that could be interesting to see is in four years' time, 
Vince could be retired. Absolutely. And also, WWE's deal with Mattel will have run out. So are you predicting a slightly more adult theme? I mean, they're almost going into it now, haven't they? They've been more adult the last year and a half, let's say, 18 months to two years, months, than they have been for the, you know, I think since this podcast has been up. Pretty much, yes. I think in four years' time, we're going to have those guys at the top stars. I think the product, I don't know if it'll be as adult as it used to be, but certainly a lot more than it is now. Yep. I think TNA... I think TNA will be alright. You reckon? I think it will survive. I think they need to change a hell of a lot to get anywhere close to, to WWE. I think Jeff Hardy will be dead. I also... No, no, really. I hope, I hope Jeff Hardy won't be dead. Will, uh, he, will, will Jeff Hardy still be around in wrestling, though? As in, 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 in the big... I mean, will he still be around in either TNA, WWE or RH? Or will he just be gone doing a few indie shows from the scene? Because no one will employ him. Well, he could sell hot dogs to make money for crack. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what will he... Jeff Hardy, no pun intended, is a bit of an enigma. In that he, he, really, he wastes... This is so weird, but it's like if the Big Show and Jeff Hardy were the other were each other's sizes, it would be completely different. Because if the Big Show was little and waste and still wasted his talent like he does, no one would hear of him again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if Jeff Hardy was seven foot tall but still wasted talent as he does, he could still be a top guy in WWE because of his size. I hate to say that in four years, if Jeff Hardy doesn't clean up his act, in Jeff in four years' time, Jeff Hardy would be like, "What happened to that guy?" So, I'm not, I'm not yep. saying he'll be dead. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying he'll be dead or anything. But I, it, he could be kind of what happened to that guy, you know? Mm. He could be gone, and Kurt Angle will be running for president. Wow! They... And, it'll, and it'll be hilarious. <laughs> um, will we still have the brand split? Wow. No. No, we won't. I think WWE will start to get a bit... I think Triple H and Steph will start to get a bit unsure of what direction to take things, no offence to them, and we'll see it a bit more adult and in the brand split. Okay, uh, will Undertaker have wrestled his last match? Oh, yeah. Will we have seen Shawn Michaels wrestling in a match? <laughs> If he does, in four years' time, he'll have retired again. Okay. Uh, will Ric Flair be in WWE again? Yes. Hulk Hogan? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. Are you sure? I, I think it'll happen, because Ric Flair isn't with TNA anymore. Uh, will wrestling, then, this uh, in four years' time, Mike, be more or less popular than it is now? Wow, huge question. Four years time, 2016. More. You think more? 
I just don't want to say less because I don't want to see it go tits up. And will it, in four years' time, will you have been to a WrestleMania? Will I have been to WrestleMania? Yes. Yes, we will. Excellent. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer. And in four years' time, will we have seen a WWE or TNA pay-per-view in England? Bearing in mind, Mike, that Europe is becoming a much bigger market for both wrestling organisations than uh, uh, you know of, of recent times. I want to say yes, but because of the time difference in terms of US uh, TV ratings, I'd be a little sceptical. So my answer is yeah. So your answer, yeah. You, you, I think I think both of us would love that. Would love that to happen in four years' time. That would be absolutely wonderful. It'd be wonderful. Okay, and name three wrestlers that won't be wrestling in the WWE anymore. In four years' time, as in, what, um, Undertaker will be gone. Okay. Kane will be gone. Yep. I think, I, I, uh, I know probably Kane, but I bet he wants to be on his last legs already. Yeah, that's true. And, Jinder Mahal will be gone. <laughs> Plan to say fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and how many times will Ryback have been a champion by this point in four years' time? Once. Once. Okay, fair. I think he will become champion, but I, 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 and I, I have no full Ryback at all. But I don't see him as a long-term guy. No, I can't understand. So you're saying the future is bright for wrestling in four years' time than it is now. As long as, as long as we're still going, yes. Will you go as far as to say there will be another wrestling boom period between now and four years' time? Oh, wow. That's a big question. That's the final question, Mike. I think WWE will get more popular, but without, the, but I don't think it will boom the way it did before because TNA won't be as big a competition as WCW was. Ah, okay. Fair yeah. enough, then. So I think WWE will do well, but the rest of the companies... Not so much, and it was having everyone popular at the same time that 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 I think mate, we could call it a proper boom last time round. A proper boom last time round. Well, I mean, if any any of you got any more questions for Mike, you can email us at wwpodcast at gmail dot com. No, no, or tweet us or tweet us at wwpod. Or tweet us at wwpod. There you go, Mike. Your interview lasted the entire show, as riveting as it was. Happy anniversary, everyone! Yes, indeed. Happy anniversary. We'll talk the uh, fixed wrestling, uh, I guess, the next show. Um, yeah, we, haven't, sure. we, we haven't done that for a while. And uh, I don't know if there's... Are there any pay-per-views coming up? When well, Surviv- I'm trying to think when Survivor Series is. Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, OK. So we might even have our Survivor Series preview then or something like that. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will help wrestling survive. Um, Always. There you go. Well, Mike... Take it away. If you... Alright, here's one for you. If everyone in class A is called Tom, Thomas or Tommy, and everyone in class B is called Tim, Timmy or Timothy, what the fuck is going on? <laughs>